minus three. With Dave Damashek. Oh, my. A hysterical 36-ish hours in our league. So much to talk about. And guess what, everybody? On Monday night, a national championship will be decided at the college level. Welcome to Gray Monday. Not really Black Monday. This is very confusing. Brian Flores is out, and, and Joe Judge is still in. I don't get it. Either way, welcome to my uh, to minus three. Let's get into all of it. A crazy week 18. And that's saying something that uh, this may be the craziest of all the final weeks in regular season pro football action that I can recall. I've been watching it for a long time. Here to try and make sense of what we just saw, what we're going to see on Monday night in the college ranks, and what we're going to see in the wild card round, our pal and now Shecky Award winner, with a lifetime achievement trophy for all of his great deeds here on Minus Three, talking into a microphone with this fool whose voice you hear right now. It's our pal Jeff Schwartz. What's happening, fella? What's the fool? Uh, we've been what laughing. A crazy, what a crazy. <laughs> we, we've been laughing for like 15 minutes before we recorded this. So it's like, it just, just look. It's funny you mentioned the, the championship. Game. How bad is college football feel right now? You have a championship game tonight, and nobody mm-hmm. will talk about it until about seven minutes before the game because of the firings, of the hilarity of last night. Now, obviously, it's fun to laugh about now because your team is in the playoffs with 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 your Ephus throwing quarterback. Who just? It's un. I can't explain it. I have no idea. I have. I can't believe, it was so mad that the Steelers made the playoffs. Like, like the Everybody like, wants Brandon Staley charged with a felony for not <laughs> how he <laughs> Rex Ryan on ESPN on Monday morning. Like, hey. Brandon Staley robbed us all. Why are we talking so much about a coach who didn't make the playoffs? <laughs> uh, it seems like it seems silly, right? We spend so much time talking about a coach who didn't make the playoffs. Like we, we spent that much time talking about how Mike Tomlin continues to win no matter what, continues to win. And look, I, I, I Ryan Clark tweeted this out and he said basically, like, look, I'd rather have a coach who like Tomlin, right? Kind of conservative, kick the field goal, take the points, than Staley. And that, that's obviously a very black and white issue, right? Like, you either want, you know, this guy or this guy, right? I mean, there needs to be, I think, some happy medium there. But look, most of the coaches who we would call conservative are in the playoffs. They're on the playoffs every year. So, like, th- there's a balance, right, between obviously go- being very aggressive and not doing anything aggressively. But we, we have, you know, Andy Reid, right? Oh, he's kind of, oh, yeah, he's gotten, he's gotten more aggressive with Pat Mahomes, Mike Tomlin, Mike McCarthy, right? Like some of these coaches that we talk about. I'm, I, again, I'm not sure they're, you know, McCarthy has his issues, but you know what I mean? Like some of these coaches that we, that we say constantly, bad game management, they're in the playoffs each season. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, Dave. I guess they, right. And they tend to lean, as you say, conservative. Belichick, has over, I mean, not over. Well, it depends uh, on the year. Like seasons. I'm talking, but there's some seasons where he's, he's sort of the, the trailblazer way back to going yeah. for it on his end of the field on fourth and short and all that. Um, but yeah, you're right that the successful enduring coaches, the tenured coaches in pro football are tend to be a little more conservative. I don't even know where to go right now. We have so many different fascinating Funny um, storylines. I can't believe what Justin Herbert and the Chargers did with the season on the line. Their last three possessions, they converted, I think, seven 
fourth. I'm not talking fourth and and inches. Fourth and tens. They, they converted three fourth and tens, a fourth and twenty one, a fourth and nine, and I think two fourth and sixes or something like that. Again with the season on the line, and it still wasn't enough. And I think since everybody's talking about, it, let's get it out of the way here because we, we, you know, I want to talk about the Rams because I think, by the way. The narratives now as we start to emerge here and look at the playoff picture. Um, <clears throat> I think the Rams, I, I guess Rodgers has the most pressure on him right now. There's the most at, at, at stake for Rodgers and the Packers um, together. I, I, If he wins the Super Bowl, I can't imagine him leaving Green Bay. I can't imagine him being I, like. I don't think he'll leave anyways. I think if he, I mean, like, what's, what's going to go, Denver? I guess Pittsburgh. I mean, there's places he can go, right? Of course, but why would the Packers want to move off from him? Like he he bluffed his way all off season, not bluffed his way, huffed and puffed, and then the Packers like, yeah, we're not trading you, and he showed up, win the MVP again, and the team's very talented right now. They're they're one of the few teams, Dave, getting healthy in playoff time. They welcome back right. an All Pro left tackle. They welcome back going to get Jair Alexander yeah. too, and a cornerback before uh, the the buy. So about pressure in the NFC. I mean, look. Matt Stafford's going to feel a lot of it because that's the one I was just going to say, I I think on either side of the thing that, you know, Mahomes and why, you know, I guess the bills have Mahomes has a super bowl and MVP. Right. Exactly. I think this, I think the Rams have gone, have pushed all the chips in here. And that's fun to talk about. Like, this is it everybody. Except now all of a sudden, when you watch them blow it to the Niners that way, now they're, now they're probably not feeling great about themselves entering this game against the Cardinals who they've had, you know, they, they whipped, but then they yeah. got whipped in SoFi, the same stadium by this Cardinals team. So that's a, that's a fascinating one. I think, like you say, Stafford McVay beyond just Stafford, I think it yeah. includes McVay and Les Snead too. I mean, they've, they've mortgaged yeah. everything for right yes. now and they're the fourth seat. Are they really going to run the table here no. and get to the Super Bowl? No, they're, they're not. Um, but here's, and here's my concern with Stafford. I've been calling him Matt Goff for the last month because he's plays like Jared Goff did in this offense. It's funny. A buddy of mine said that he, we were doing a show together and he said that his friend texted him. was like, does Schwartz know it's, it's Matt Stafford? Yeah, yes, it's Matt Stafford, but the guy continues to to make mistakes, Dave, like an alarming rate. He asked for this, right? He asked to be traded to contender for these moments. They're up 17 nothing in a game. And what happens in the second half? Turnovers, turnovers, poor point out. He was getting hit a bunch. The Rams offensive line didn't play well. But how is he to be trusted? He's now gonna have to, because they lost that game, he's now gonna have to go on the road in the divisional round. And in the NCAA championship games, so he's going to have to go what to, to Green Bay. Well, that's the them. likelihood. The yeah. likelihood is is that next week, if they beat the Cardinals, they have to go to Lambeau in January. Or, unless the Cowboys, unless the Cowboys win, I mean the Niners win, right? And then you know the lower seed goes to Lambeau. Yeah. But okay, right, so well, then you go to Tampa Bay, right? Okay, you go to Tampa Bay instead. Who I think is, I think we're still undervaluing Tampa Bay because Antonio Brown thing. Um, but yeah, like th- yes, th- they lost a, a huge opportunity to be the two seed. I basically have to play two home games and win one in Lambeau, right? And they they blew that opportunity. And now Brady has an opportunity to have two home games and then go to Lambeau. Like that in Tampa Bay this year has been excellent at home. Um, and the and the Cardinals too. The Cardinals had a chance to beat Seattle win the AFC West. It's NFC West. They they started seven 0 Dave and finished three and seven. 
The same song like, every I, year. I feel like a curmudgeon to say this, but I feel like this is what everybody anticipated happening. The Cardinals yes. were a fun story, and they fell back a little bit. But, you know, they still have a shot to make some hay if they knock off the Rams. The biggest takeaway of all, none of yesterday, none of Sunday's magic in, uh, at night and what happens. If the Colts just go down there and beat the bum Jags, that yes. is the craziest I don't want to get hyperbolic. It's, it's probably the, is that wor- the craziest it's probably the worst. upset you've ever seen given the stakes. It's, it's That's the one worst, of the worst losses I've ever seen. It's the worst loss in the last week of the season for a playoff contender in NFL history. There's no there's no way. There's no other way, right? Think about this. I mean, not who else they, is there? Eddie Spaghetti, chime in if you have any answers I mean, in not here. Because I, I know you need to throw only, that out, but really. Not only were they double digit favorites, the Jaguars crowd was wearing clown mascot, clown suits <laughs> because they were so upset with their general manager. They wanted him fired. And they, they, they didn't lose. They were down 26 to three. It wasn't they even They were close. never in the game. They were never in the game. And look, guys, people don't like me because I just tell you how it is and it's fine. I don't need more friends in life. I'm fine. Um, but I, I try to tell you guys about Carson Wentz. I tried my best. I, I know I'm bracing sometimes. I'm loud. I'm over. But I try to tell you, he's not good. What are we going to, when, when are we going to get over this? He had one good season out of six. One. That's it. He's unreliable and not trustworthy. He can't be trusted. Yes, the Raiders made the playoffs, but you were a six point favorite at home against the Raiders. You should have beat the Raiders at home. You went to Jacksonville and you laid a freaking egg again, right? The most dangerous team in the AFC, Dave. The most dangerous team. Like, come it, on, guys. It is something. I, I, a recurring theme from Dave is that just like life itself, people love that phrase. People love the cliche. Life is short. Life is also long. Football season is long. So if you obsess over what you see with every updated chapter of a pro football season, you're going to confuse your brain. Yes. Take the 30,000 foot view. The Colts stunk for the first month. Then all of a sudden we got swept up and like no one can stop this Colts team. They are uh, they are a handful. Who's going to stop Jonathan Taylor? And then they lose out at home to the Raiders and got destroyed by the Jaguars. That and that is an inexplicable result. And what are you if you're a Colts fan today? Like how are you excited about? Not just Carson, because Carson Wentz is your QB in 2022, right? Yeah, the, and the Eagles, man. Who and we mocked them for Nick Sirianni's press conference. Interesting, yeah, that's right? right? You know, Sirianni comes in and little, you know, a little uneven his press conference. Doesn't say the right things. We felt like he was a puppet of ownership, which he might still be. I mean, you know, but but nonetheless, whatever. You know, Joe Judge comes in and is like, "We're going to work hard and discipline and Bill Belichick and and." That guy can't coach, and Nick Sirianni's in the playoffs this year. And the Eagles won this trade by far. They're, they're in the playoffs and got a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. <laughs> Dave, they're in the playoffs with a quarterback they traded away who's on the other team now, and they have all that dead money this year for Carson Wentz, too. They're in the playoffs with Jalen Hurts, dead money, and got the Colts' first-round draft pick for all of this. Like, can Good for you, Eagles. I mean, I, I just want to take a moment here and 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 make it clear, and we're not prisoners of the moment. And I'm going to do, because usually I can access like, yeah, but that loss was worse. And remember in 1998 when blank lost and they should have. I can't recall off the top of my head. Any, I mean, anything close to this. 
they were what were that what, what did that game kick off at 15 and a half 15, for the Colts? 16 yeah but no but I, not only that Jacksonville had lost, I mean they 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 got they got destroyed Jacksonville had lost like eight in a row right they lost 50 <laughs> to 10 the week before New England <laughs> it was 50 to 10 what the hell coach and got fired like all this stuff and they again they smoked it. It wasn't like it wasn't like a close game. There were no it wasn't like a fluke win either. There was no like penalties or fluke turnovers or whatever. It just was Carson Wentz being terrible. Colts offense line can't block you one. And Trevor Lawrence looked for the first time this season like a number one draft pick. I mean, he just looked really good. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's true. Shout out to him for that uh, for that performance. I mean, like I say, it's gray Monday because everything feels upside down. Legitimately, in the run up to the game the Chargers I said something last week about Derek Carr I know he's not going to be the MVP but I said if he shoots this team given how grave uh the off-field stuff was for that team this year that Derek Carr and I mean I'm not just giving him credit you know I, I didn't see the Josh Jacobs performance coming against the Chargers against a bad run defense or otherwise Josh Jacobs has been a non-factor largely this season and he showed up big in big spots on Sunday night but um, that Raiders fans, when I said Derek Carr should be like considered for MVP or whatever for this performance, I know he's not literally going to get it. Raiders fans were mad at me. When I say, boy, the Steelers, you could see how they can knuckle their way. They are, by the way, Mike Tomlin's 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers are a knuckleball. If a football <laughs> team could be a knuckleball, that's what it yeah. would be. Like, what yeah. the hell? I mean, they, the quarterback they, they beat, most of them. They beat the Browns. How dare you? They beat the Browns and the Ravens, all four essential games. They beat them 15 to 10 and 16 to 13. <laughs> so mad. They're in the playoffs. And I'm not talking about football America. I'm talking about people on the banks of the three rivers are like, Dave, they would have been better. They would have lost that. What's good about making the playoffs? Dave, it's like, hey, reminder, by the way. This applies to 32 fan bases, but specifically since I have the more immediate access. As a reminder, a little history lesson. The year, what's the most famous play in football history? The Immaculate Reception, right? You know the Steelers lost the week after the Immaculate Reception. Oh, Nobody no, seems I, to I have no idea. About I had no that. idea. I thought they won the Super Bowl nobody, that year. Nobody gives a crap. <laughs> that, that, like, iconic moments stand for forever. They, they stand for eternity, whether you go on to it. You're going to be bummed out all the time. Your life is going to be a misery if you if your enjoyment is predicated on your team winning the there, championship. There are some every really. Year. I mean, what, what you know? There are some very funny Steelers scores. Ready? Obviously, this weekend, 16-13, 26-14 against the Browns. They beat the Titans nineteen thirteen. They beat the Ravens twenty nineteen. They tied the Lions at sixteen, which is just miraculous. They beat the Bears by two points. <laughs> they beat the Browns 15-10. They beat the Seahawks by three. And hey, uh, they beat they beat Buffalo in week one. In, yeah, in Buffalo. Right, they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the most, it's like, and look, and look, what what is it? What, what is except what do you think is like, okay, we, we had a good playoff game. Like what what is the expectations for like does it matter to you? That there is a playoff game. That's yeah. the measure. I, I can't I mean, see how the I, Chiefs lose this game. Like I, four turnovers, I guess. I, I 
Well, I checked the weather. It's supposed to be around 40 degrees. Oh, I mean, that's, that's yeah. well into the future on Sunday night. But um, I, I just love how angry the majority of America <laughs> is. We won a tie last night. We won a tie last night. I mean, if that would have wound up in a tie, I, it was just, I got to tell you, see, it's, it's, it's in that moment. The steel of seeing things break like that, I will never, I really will. I know it's pathetic that this is what my life is uh is largely built around sitting around and watching uh watching football, watching sports and and being way too emotionally and spiritually invested in this in it. But I will never forget week 18, uh January 2022, what happened that you're watching the scoreboard and the Jags are like, wow, are they really beating the Colts? And then the Ravens are in the lead, and that then I'm sick. I'm I, I you know I, I, I I'm I just sick deep in my balls at like the Jags are really going to do this, but the Ravens are going to win this game, and yes. the Steelers are going to miss. The I, I was playoffs. thinking that too. I was like, the Steelers have a perfect opportunity. You're playing a backup Ravens team that can't like has no one healthy, and they're really going to lose. Well, yeah, and, and then the Steelers get the ball at midfield with whatever seven minutes to go in regulation and you know again another knuckleball of a game um that the Steelers have no business being in keep in mind Ty Huntley throws the ball into the end zone with the steel with the Ravens up uh 10 to 6 so they punch that ball in there it's going to be hard for the Steelers to get two touchdowns to make good in the final you know whatever uh uh what was left there i guess 15 minutes left in the game that's the first play of the fourth quarter if i remember correctly um but that roethlisberger goes in there that moment for anybody who's been a fan for 18 years of one team and one quarterback that he drove him down the field i know it was only 50 yards but that he punched that ball into the end zone there was dynamite but then the ravens go back down the field and roethlisberger the first play of the of the playoff making drive in overtime is a terrible ball to Najee Harris. He makes a great one-handed catch, yeah, that. Yeah, turns yeah. that junk into a first down. And that's yeah. when they get rolling. But Roethlisberger throws a couple nice balls there and Najee Harris makes a decisive run to get him into comfortable field goal range. What are those are 380 touches, like some outrageous number it's of insane. touches. <laughs> that, but you know what? That, that is, this the is first the way round, you, you use them. That's what you do. You, I know it's it's not nice to do to a young man, but Mike Tomlin has made clear if you're going to use if you get a bell cow, so-called bell cow, you run him into the ground in his first four or five years. That's clearly what they're trying to do. And by the way, Najee Harris will be a rich man if he does that. So oh, yeah. don't feel too bad for him. Um, and in the meantime, he has forged himself already as an icon uh, on the banks of the three rivers. Although people are very mad that he put him into the playoffs as though you're going to remember in late spring, like Dade, wish, wish we'd missed out on the playoffs and that, and the Colts had gone instead, we would have been too high or up in the draft there. If we hadn't done that. This is, this is trust me, everybody. I'm old. This is way better. This even here's how great it was. I'm happy for my sister, Amy in Pittsburgh, a woman in her fifties who unironically, you know, wears black and gold stuff and uses her money. She she loves three things in her life. She loves good music, her family, and black and gold sports. And I'm happy for her because this is she is personifies why I root for the Steelers. There are people in Pittsburgh with the murky weather at this time of the year, 
what you want out of your team, whoever your team is. You want your team to win and provide you another chapter next week, something to look forward to. She now has it. People in Pittsburgh now have one more week to look forward to a game. It's unlikely they're going to beat Kansas City, but what a great season this was. This, This is one of my favorite Steeler seasons and I have seen Super Bowl years. I know they don't win the Super Bowl this year, but I'm over the moon about it. It's so it's so satisfying that they got over this knuckleball team that even my old man couldn't bellyache about it. He couldn't even, yeah, but it. He was I we called him last night. I watched it with Jean-Claude Van Damashek. We watched the game together. He took out a terrible talent, squeezed it for all its magic. Then we called my old man to talk about it. This is why sports are good. The, the, the cynicism about, but, but they, then they're not going to get a quarterback. Like we'll worry about that in a couple of months in the meantime. So let's try to make sense here. Schwartz, Brian Flores out. What gives? No idea. Um, you know, the reports are, there was some, you know, kind of maybe disagreement in the building about how to, um, to go about things that, you know, they, I guess the, you know, he's trying to be like Belichick, right. Kind of a little bit abrasive at times, I guess, and maybe not very good communicating, but what I find so interesting is that general manager is going to stay right. So mm-hmm. the guy that picked the wrong quarterback and look, I, it doesn't matter that people thought two was going to be better than Herbert. He's not. So it doesn't matter what people thought pre-draft you Pick the wrong guy directly. And I don't like this. I don't typically like this game of like the what if. Oh, you know, there's one like, what if the New York Knicks drafted Steph Curry? Okay, sure. But this is the, this is one spot below. It's very definitive. You could have drafted Tua or Burrow. And the, like, you know, the Bears could have drafted. Everyone's like, well, why did the Bears draft Pat Mahomes? No, no, no. The argument is why did they draft Deshaun Watson? Not Pat Mahomes. Deshaun right. Watson was there. That's the guy we talk about. So no matter what happens here, Dolphins chose the wrong quarterback and they have a terrible offensive line that they've drafted four of the five guys the last three seasons. That's on general manager, right? Trading up to get Waddle, giving Eagles another first round draft pick for, for Waddle. Not good, right? Like just not good. Um, And it feels like Flores is being blamed or getting blamed for this. I think Flores never wanted to. uh, That's my, it just feels that way, right? I'm sure that's everybody's it, it, analysis it of it. May, I, I wonder if we'll find that out in the coming days or in years from now. We'll, we'll find out. But that's what it's got to be about, right? He Flores must have wanted Deshaun Watson, and they're like, no, we, we got Tui here. We're not going to make that move, well, right? Well, is that what it no, is? Well, I, I, I do think that, that, Flores, that Flores wants Watson. I, he was not being traded this year because of the legal, of the legal issues that he still has. Um, right, but I'm but, saying that if Flores still wants Watson – yeah, but but I don't, but I just don't think that um, that Flores even wanted Tua. I think he wanted Herbert. One here's here's something. If we know that Casario is, let, let's do conspiracy theories here. That maybe by the time this posts, that will have that will be proven right here. Here's a conspiracy theory that I'm sure people have cobbled together already. Casario knows Flores. From New England, right? So mm-hmm. he knows. So Flores says, um, it's Deshaun Watson or bust here for me in Miami. Casario says, I happen to know that Deshaun Watson will stay here in Houston if you come and be our head coach. We'll broom the placeholder. Oh, that's certainly possible, yeah. Maybe that's what I bet. You know what? Maybe that is the way it'll go. 
Flores, like that's the make good from the Texans to Deshaun Watson is we're going to hire Flores. Now will you stay? I bet you the answer is yes, right? You watch. That's how it's going to go down. I just figured this out right now. It's certainly possible. Right? I like, like that. Yeah. I like that theory. Um, well, well, well Coley's, still, Coley's still the coach now. So I know. I thought that as of Sunday morning, it was a, it was a fait complete that he was out. And by the way, how about that team almost rallying to beat the Titans? I know. With, with the number one seed on the line there. And <laughs> so it brings about the question we've looked at for the last I don't even remember how many games it's been. Eight games, half the season since Derrick Henry got hurt. And so shout out to Mike Vrabel for keeping that team in the mix there and winning some big games um, without their without their star. But how do we regard this Titans team? Because they're completely different with Derrick Henry back there. So it's kind of like, ah, they're not they're not a very scary one seed, except now we're going to plug Derrick Henry. And what expectation do you have about I mean, it's only been half a season. It's not like he's like, well, he's going to have some rust on him. I don't know. Got two months isn't that bad. He should no, be ready to roll, right? He should be fine. I mean, look, the Titans have one less game to win. I mean, like they do. They're rushing the passer better. They're going to get healthier with Derrick Henry back. Um, so, yeah, they're formidable. I mean, the Chiefs are probably the best option to beat them. I know the Titans have already beaten the Chiefs and Buffalo this season. Um, you know, But the way it's setting up, so let's just kind of say, you know, Chiefs win – Buffalo is probably going to win, and either the Bengals or Raiders. Oh, you just Ra- heard, you glossed over that. Bills are probably going to win, but it doesn't make that big a difference because of the seeding of the two teams, whichever well, one of those well, AFC East teams survives. Well, it would because okay, I put it like this: I don't think the Bengals, Raiders, or Pats are beating the Titans. Let's put it like that. Boy, I you know I completely different uh, teams there, but you continue to dismiss the Bengals. I'm surprised by that. The Bengals, this idea that the Raiders were looking to avoid the Chiefs. There was a fair amount of that coming out of the game on Sunday night. Like, yeah, but people are sleeping on that that they would have gotten KC, the Raiders, and this is beneficial to them to get Cincy. Cincy whipped them in Vegas six or six, eight weeks or so ago. Bengals now laying six in Queen City there. I mean, the Raiders are, uh, like I say, a nice story, but I got to, I, I, you know, I got a hunch well, about well, Bengals, I, well, I right? the Bengals win. The, I'll tell you what. I already took the Raiders plus six. I think that feels like hmm. uh, there, there is something to the idea that they are the quote-unquote hot team right now. Now, there is a little bit of like we just kind of backed our way into the playoffs, which is certainly true. You know, if you look at a team that that just had to win four straight games to get in, so they're definitely not a perfect team. But well, that's I was, not backing your way in. That's shooting your way in. Sure, Doing what sure. you have to do yes, week after sure. week after week. But but you can make the argument that, you know, they, they were in this spot because they didn't play good football for 12 weeks. And now all of a sudden they, they just kind of clicked, right? Now they did what they go went to Indian one, beat the Chargers. I get all that. So I, my point is basically that it's pretty impressive what they've done. And I've obviously given the Raiders fans a lot of grief as a Chiefs fan. And Carr has done a fantastic job. They just kind of keep doing it, Dave. Like, I don't know how. Max Crosby is going to have to have a huge game again because the Bengals offensive line is not very good. So if they it's, can, if they can hit Joe Burrow and Carr can kind of just keep doing this, finding Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller's back now, even one more week. Like, they ju- just – Six points, I think, is a lot for a Raiders team that really has not been able to be crushed in a month. 
maybe one takeaway is if we're trying to make sense of something that's completely inexplicable. And when I say inexplicable, I mean the entire 2021 NFL season um, is pass rush. You know, as you get deeper, that's one of those things people talk about, including me. And the, the, you know, when you can heat up and I always point out five years, 10 years ago, there were a small handful of guys that could succeed behind a bad offensive line now zero can if you if you are consistently Tom Brady on down if you get after that quarterback they do suffer Patrick Mahomes suffers if you heat him up real good um I don't know why 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 that's changed like I I always point to Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Roethlisberger as guys who could run away from from pressure nobody does it anymore if you just like it just ruins the game it ends your season if if um yeah I mean that's I think if you're um, a Colts fan and you're looking to hang this all on Carson Wentz, I think that would be the one pushback I would have. I don't know what happened to the Colts offensive line. I always say I don't understand offensive line play, but I do. My naked eye tells me, like, what were the Jags pushing around that offensive line for all day? That was a little – it's a little unfair on that level to hang it on Carson Wentz, it's, right? Okay, so you know this. You watch enough football. Um, you know – that you take the personality off of your quarterback, right? Like the Steelers are just kind of knuckleball because of Big Ben, right? You take the personality of your quarterback. Carson Wentz just like, yeah, yeah. Like that's what they that's how they played the last two weeks. Yeah. Like you need your quarterback at times. As bad as Big Ben has been this season, guess what he does at the end of every game? He kind of just figures it out and he leads him down the field. No matter how ugly it is, like like we talked about, that last throw of of the game was like I was like he's wide open. Can you like hit him in the chest, please? The ball hung up in the air. It didn't matter. It got it got there. It it, it did enough, right? Carson Wentz is not making those throws in big moments. So you take the person out of your of your, of your I guess, yeah. No, I guess. And, I, and I, the just, I can't get over like, that one. That's the need, weirdest of all. You need someone in the moment. You're down 13-3. Hey guys, I'm gonna make a play. I'm going to get us back in the lead or I'm going to get us down, you know, the score touchdown. You're not going to obviously have the 10 point play. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the guy. And he's not that guy. So the team, of, like I just a lot, defense is a very emotional position and you often don't find a really good defense with a really bad offense because eventually the, the defense just says like, you're kind of like, ah, I'm not going like, to, can't do this anymore. Right. Like you just kind of, and so um, if your offense can't bring that juice, your quarterback, it's really hard for the rest of the team to play well. I agree with that. I've said before, I think there are certain things that are hard to emotionally cope with if you're on, if you're from a sports perspective, not on a human level. But if you're um, on a baseball team whose reliever gives away leads with any amount of regularity, it's a gut punch. It's hard to, it's hard to stay engaged because you know the other shoe's going to drop eventually. I've also put that on kickers in pro foot or in in football. Like it's like, man, our guy just keeps blowing these games at the end with these kicks. There are a few, uh, a goalie who lets in soft goals in the third period in hockey. There are certain events like that. I think what you're describing is the number one. Like you, you don't have a hero, a superhero at QB. Who's who, who's going to make the big play to to cover up the warts and all? I guess that is what uh, poor some, poor Carson Wentz yeah. doesn't do, and poor Colts fans are now stuck with uh, stuck. Poor Carson Wentz because I don't know how they move on. But they're out. 
Um, so let's just AFC it real quick here because I do want to hear what you think about uh, Eddie Spaghetti's New York Giants on what is a day when all failed coaches get shown the door and go judges barely back. We can have a laugh about that. But so you're saying Bill should win, and I'm inclined to agree with you there. Um, it is an interesting historical matchup that it's uh, the number one and number two defenses hooking up there in Buffalo. I do think, though, that there's very little pressure on Belichick and the rookie Mac Jones going in there. They should be able to play free and easy, and I do yeah. still like the math of Belichick being able to get into the – not when I say egotistical QB, they all have big egos. And so we've seen any number of times he did it to yeah. Peyton repeatedly early in Peyton Manning's career. You get these high-end QBs to try to make throws that they can't make in January, yeah. and that's how Belichick has so many Lombardi trophies. So I would but, love but you say Bills. I would love for um, I would love for the for the Patriots to win. I mean, the best scenario for the Chiefs, the Patriots win. And like, you know, the, the Raiders are, I don't, whoever wins that game. I mean, Buffalo being out of there, it's great for Kansas City. I don't care what. Really? You, yeah. I would think that you'd be a little spooked at this point by yeah. Belichick and company. No. I just don't think Mac Jones can move. The, I mean, Andy Reid's played well. I mean, they've, they've done enough, right? I mean, they've beaten them, they beat them what, last year with Cam Noon? Was it last year with Cam Noon? I think they beat them. Um, yeah, throw that season out though. Yeah, I think but I mean, yeah, but but you also throw out Tom Brady too. Like they've yeah. they've scored a lot of points on New England. Like that has not been a problem. It's been Tom Brady slicing up the defense. Well, Tom Brady's not there anymore. Um, so I would rather play Buffalo. Terrifies me because Josh Allen can be really good. And when well, they, here's when, the thing. I said, I said, what was that, Eddie Spaghetti? A month ago, and Sean McDermott plainly was listening to minus three when I said it because ever since I said. Coming into that Patriots game where they where the Patriots threw the ball three times and certainly coming out of it, um, it seems clear your best running option is the quarterback. Run him around, but then after this season, as far as Josh Allen's legs, not just his arm, but his legs can carry you this season, you run him around with reckless abandon. But then this offseason, you say, okay, now for real, Josh, never again. We're not running you at all anymore. But for I, this season, that's their chance. They, they're no, I th I they're not going to get in there no. with Singletary, right? I, no, I think this is what I think this is what um, the Bills' offense is with with Dable. Like this, they, the Allen's legs are a very important part of the offense, right? So, all right. So we we like the Bills. I don't. All of a sudden, it feels like um, we're we're. I don't know if we're sleeping on them, but I haven't heard the Buffalo Bills floated too often. As uh, look out for this team. Once these playoffs get going, I'm hearing much more talk about the Bengals. Everybody's excited. That's, what, that's about. only the Bills. I think their Bills are legit. Okay, so you're taking Bills. I early on, I'll make my picks later in the week. I have to, I have to pray on these things. The Bengals <laughs> lay in six, though. I like so, the Raiders plus. I like the Raiders plus six. All right, you can only watch one game. You're a football fan. You have a busy life. You can't sit around and just watch all the games. Which AFC game do you most want to see? Steelers, by the way, plus 12 and a half going into Arrowhead. I see no reason uh, that the, the Chiefs won't win that game. But I mean, they the, are the, – do you think I, that this Steelers team presents as one of those, hey, free and easy, we're playing no. with house money. I, I, I'm i with no. you. I think like Roethlisberger is a little like Donald Trump on election night in 2016. <laughs> like, wait, I won? <laughs> oh no i gotta we gotta I have, keep, I, have, I have one more week i have to keep going um, he's thrilled with beating the browns and and yes, ravens it's yes. kind of like 
Yeah, but everybody remembers. Like, like, do we actually have to bother going <laughs> to Kansas City? Like, we get it, right, everybody? I you know? think I think the I think the best game will be Raiders Bengals in the AFC. Raiders Bengals. I, I, I can see that being okay. very very high scoring. I think it. Well, to you speaking of knuckleballs, I think Patriots Bills will be pretty good. Maybe maybe, maybe you're right. Bills will be like seventeen thirteen. Just feels like a big, big spot. It's for supposed the to be Bills as an organization to now vanquish head to head. It's gonna be cold in the twenties, like just kind of like yeah. It's just gonna be feels very low scoring, old school, you know, offensive defensive line football game. I agree, which doesn't favor the Bills, in my opinion. That 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 well, I I think the correct. Bills the Bills and their fans can talk themselves into whatever, but the fact of the matter is they're scared oh, right now. They, they got fifteen they, degrees to kick off. Patriots are coming to you in in January, and you're supposed to win. Ooh, I wouldn't like that if I were a Bills fan. This was this was season. You should be perched a little higher up in the standings right now if you're the Bills. This doesn't feel great as far as I'm yep. concerned, but they can make everything right over the next couple of weeks here, which would mean if you're right, who? What are the divisional round matchups? The Titans would then catch. I, I think I think chalk wins. So it'd be Titans, it'd the be Bengals. like Titans, Bengals, Chiefs, uh, Buffalo. I actually think the NFC. I think That's mostly good. those are two good games. I think mostly it's going to go chalk in the, in the playoffs in the, in the first round. Well, you know it's not going to. See, all it's of a not. sudden, after a season of crazy results, now you're going to be like, well, now everything will settle down. Um, maybe you're right. Um, so to the NFC side, before we talk about any of those games, what about Joe Judge? How does he, how does how do so many guys get their heads lopped off and somehow wow. it would appear at least that Joe Judge is going to survive the Giants and and, Jones, and, and and help hire a new coach? I mean, I mean, a new general manager, I should say. Uh, <laughs> um, look, I think the Giants are very fearful of the perception of firing a coach again so soon. Um, but if he's not good, you have to fire him. Maybe just hire a better guy this time. They were in competition with Mississippi State to hire Joe Judge. Like, look, Giants fans think I hate them, and therefore, and this is why, like, I just, I want them to suck because I was injured when I was there. Is that true, Eddie Spaghetti? Do you think Jeff Schwartz, uh, do you think Jeff Schwartz hates the Giants? No, we were, you, we were talking about, for we were talking about it before. I mean, I, I said that, I mean, I've said all season that Jeff, Jeff was right all along. Um, and, you know, we're, me and Jeff were chatting about it in the, the chat here that Gettleman officially retired, so he is out as general manager uh but uh the the reports that that judges judge is not 100 percent retained they're just okay i mean if they hire a new gm then he's not beholden to judge of course he's exactly. guy's gonna come in and fire so him, right he also has not met with ownership yet so fingers crossed that maybe uh soon enough he'll meet and then the yeah i mean the 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 gettleman retirement statements that had no mention of judge or the words head coach in it so i still think there's hope that judge may the next gm may move on from judge now listen, wait. Just stay up here, Eddie Spaghetti. I want we have to have a conversation, the three of us. There was some discord over this football season. There always is. We're we're, we're passionate men. What are you going to do? Jeff Schwartz there, closing in on four hundred pounds. Before we know it, he's going to be on the wrong side of it. Please. My knuckleball football team is in the playoffs, and no one's happy about it. And Eddie Spaghetti with his monk haircut. Sitting there trying to make sense of Danny Dimes and Joe Judge and the rest of it. 
And you didn't like it when Jeff Schwartz teased the Giants at one point. I just said, I just said that that I I, I was wrong, and a lot of people, the only people I've seen consistently stay right about the Giants were Jeff and actually Nick Casas. So it's there's been that, two people who that right. is. I drank the Kool Aid. I I was excited by certain things last year. You know, most particularly the, the defense with uh, under Patrick Graham, which underperformed this year. I thought uh, that Dalen Dimes with you know. Jason Garrett and some new weapons would turn it up a notch and just between the injuries and, and the, the COVID stuff. And um, it's just, it was as bad as it gets. And, and honestly, if they retain judge and they just promote Kevin Abrams from within, I'm not watching a single game next year. I'm not, I'm not participating in any, I'm going to unfollow on social media. I'm going to like, I'm going to send my, my jerseys to Goodwill. No, it, it, cause it, it really, it, it's sad that uh, an organization that thinks they're like the Steelers, Right. They like they don't we don't want to fire coaches and we're we're a proud original franchise. You're like an expansion franchise. And it's not it's like we're not the Texans. You're the New York football giant. You should you you should be better than this. And it just shows that like these rich, you know, people like Mara have no idea what's going on in the actual football world. It's disgusting. and I hate it. Well, I want to say this. I feel like we've seen a lot of growth over the course of this football season. And I don't mean just with our waistlines. I mean, in our hearts. I think Eddie Spaghetti has grown as a man. You just heard what he did there. Maybe it's his studies at the monastery. He's trying to become a monk with his haircut. And he has to be honest. I woke up. He has to be honest with the man in the mirror. He has to be. It's it's not about honesty with the world. He can't be honest with everybody else if he can't be honest with the man in the mirror. And I'm glad to see he's coping with reality by doing just that and saying to Jeff Schwartz, not unlike Jerry Orbach, at the end of Dirty Dancing, when he's wrong, he says he's wrong. And Jeff Schwartz, that in large part is why you were awarded, as you know, a Lifetime Achievement Award, Shecky Award. Here's the floor with Eddie Spaghetti listening in. He had his doubts early on in the 2021 NFL campaign. Now he fully supports it. It's your moment, Jeff Schwartz. Make your acceptance speech. Well, I appreciate the award. I must thank the Lord. Is I supposed to do all these things to thank the Lord? <laughs> thank the Lord. Yeah, I think so. If you want to call out, generally, generally, Maruch the tradition with the award is to call out all your haters. You don't. Oh, you're not well, supposed geez. to thank anybody. Well, you're supposed to. Let me unroll my. To, let me unroll my list of haters here. Here, all the people uh, who tried to hold you back and and suck yeah, the, the, it. The, this the is entire, your moment the, to do the, that. The entire internet. Look, um, here's the thing. I appreciate the award, obviously. I think what what has gotten me this far in my media career is I just don't give a fuck. Sorry for my language. Like, <laughs> I just tell you how I, I just tell you how I feel. Like, either you like me or you don't. I try to be authentic with you. Like Eddie and I might have disagreed, but I still liked Eddie. He still liked me. We just disagreed on a football opinion, right? Like, I, I'm respectful about it. I think I have. Maybe I'm a jerk on Twitter. I don't know. But I just try to be respectful <laughs> about it. I don't know that you're always respectful about it, but all right. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm Even when I'm right, you mock me. I'm when I'm right, well, you're like, this will give well, Damashek yeah. a bigger I mean, head I mean, than he's already got. I, mean, like, well, I was right. How about you least just pat me on the at, back for being at, right? At least your mustache is gone. Um, so um <laughs> no, it it you are you look, you were right about the Steelers. You told me they're gonna be a playoff team. I told you they were not, and you were right, and I was wrong. So there we go. More apologies today. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, screw you, haters. I was right again about a lot of things. Um, let, but <laughs> I'm gonna be right to the Chiefs win the Super Bowl again. Do you really think that that's no, what the- I, I don't know? Here's the name of the Chiefs. If they play four games like they should, yeah, they can win the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. 
I don't think they're gonna lose the Steelers, but they certainly can lose to Buffalo, and then they can lose to Tennessee. Like that could all make. But if they play, they should. They they could, they could win. Um, think about it in those terms. Okay, the Chiefs will get to the Super Bowl if they avoid blank. I uh, well, so, that's that's I mean, not fun because you just, can say turnovers. Wait, well, no, no, I'm no, trying no, to think of no, a no, team I'll tell you, that they no, don't want. I'll tell you, I'll, no, I'll tell you this. They can. I won't even say turnovers. I'll just say like the stupid penalties and the false starts and the holdings on special teams and just the little things that like they've done all season that they've shot themselves in the foot with. Right. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's not being patient the entire game on offense, right. Just like not taking what, what, what they give you, which is hard. I, I get at times to do. Right. But that's every, you know, it's, people forget like, this is like the, this is, uh, this is representative of all of pro football now. The thing of, to me, defensively of this season would be every the defense in the NFL kind of figured out because of Mahomes and Herbert and Aaron Rodgers and all the gunslingers out there. Like, let's just drop two safeties deep, right? I mean, that's whatever. Like, if you watch your team, you're like, why are we throwing short of the sticks all the time? Every team does it because that's what every defense dictates you do. Am I missing something about that? Well, no. I mean, there's ways to to obviously scheme up better throws in better situations. Obviously, the the ability to to block for your quarterback is important, and how long you can develop the routes down the field, right? Um, so I I would just say um, that uh, I they, they I just don't have faith that they're going to play a game this in the playoffs where they don't just make a bunch of errors and lose. Put it like that, right? I I I, I hear you. I Who's the could. one team that best? takes advantage of any stumble by the Chiefs. Who's who's the AFC team that you most want to avoid? We know it was the Chargers. You and I have gone back and forth about I, I think that for a couple I think few years now about that. Buffalo is the one that can get them. Yeah. I, I think that Josh hmm. Allen's ability to make plays in games. Like when the, the Patriots game they won a couple weeks ago, he made throws that are just undefensible. You, you can't do anything about it. Just can't. Hmm. There's, there's no way to stop it. I know how flawed they are, but everybody's flawed, like I say. It's the Bengals that kind of are the team that I'm I'm looking at. Maybe they'll just be happy to have been there and they'll build on it next year. Oh, learn some lessons. Didn't get as far as we needed to, but all that kind of rhetoric coming out of a loss, a, a rugged loss in in the playoffs. I gotta, I mean, I would not, I'm not gonna be stunned if Joe Burrow shoots this team into the play, shoots this team to the Super Bowl. I, I, I the Titans are good. Maybe they'll just grind you with Derrick Henry, but um, you know, it was only two years ago, Tannehill and Derrick Henry and that collective, and now they have a superior pass rush to what they had a couple of years ago. I guess they can people are people have decreed like ah the Titans, they're not gonna win. They only have two games and they're both and they're both at home. So in this crazy, unpredictable season, they're they have a decisive edge over everybody, including the Chiefs to the NFC side, though. Do you see anybody? You, you say the 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 Packers and you say you buy the bucks and so yeah. do I, and I'm scared, but I feel like that's because we have Stockholm syndrome and we've learned finally after 20 something years, not to doubt Brady, but really with all the injuries and everything. And yeah. once again, they, they are handed the gift. I think it's a gift by the Rams losing that game, but as a two seed, it feels like, even with Vita Vea in there, their yeah. kryptonite is a team that can run the ball at them. Eagles ain't going to beat them, though, no, right? No, Eagles aren't going to win. Um, uh, Eagles have not been in one playoff team all season, by the way, on their schedule. Um, yeah. I 
I would obviously say Tampa. I think I think Green Bay got fortunate. Dallas was the three seed. I think Dallas had a chance to go to Green Bay and just run the football down their throat the entire game. Yeah, right. And rush the passer and just kind of get in Rogers' face a little bit. But now Dallas goes to Tampa, I don't feel quite the same way. I think we'll end up with Tampa and, and Green Bay again. Because uh, I, I, I think the Rams, the Rams and Cardinals, Niners, and no, I mean the Niners. The Niners would be would be fun in Green Bay, but then that means Dallas is out, right? So then it'd be Rams or Cardinals at at, at Tampa Bay. Um, I think the Packers can be run on. And remember, the Packers at the end of games, the last couple of weeks, not this last week, throw this game out. They get kind of conservative, right? They get kind of like they kind of just shut things down offensively. And I think teams could go in there, and run the football, control the line of scrimmage on the Packers, and that's the that's the Cowboys, the Niners a little bit. I, Jimmy Garoppolo just can't throw the ball right now, and obviously the Bucks. So your so the limitation on these Niners remains Jimmy G, which is why they used the, the third overall pick to get Trey Lance, yeah. who can't beat out a hobbled or uh, less than hundred percent Jimmy G. I, I that was something I have gotten wrong. I'll Jerry Orr back it here. I I thought that Trey Lance getting the chance two weeks ago <clears throat> wasn't great in the first half, but looked better in the second half. I thought they would roll with him. They would use that as the rationalization. Like, well, Jimmy, you're not a hundred percent. Let's just stick with Lance here. Now that's our best chance. Cause if you were a hundred percent, Jimmy, you would definitely be our guy, but you're not. So we're going to go with the kid here. And I thought that he raised the ceiling in a potential shootout kind of situation. Um, but I do, I I do kind of like this matchup for the Niners. You think the Cowboys vanquish them? Though? I I think so. Look, it's the, the Niners have the way they play the second half of that game against the Rams is sort of how they have to play every game, right? You just take the ball out of Jimmy G's hands, but until the very end, like Jimmy G's not half bad in a two minute drill. There's no thinking, right? Just throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. But the Niners ran the ball a bunch, control the line of scrimmage, they rushed the passer well. I think the Cowboys are pretty good. If I told you a team entered the playoffs with a top tier offensive line, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, a ball hawking defense, good wide receivers, good tight end, a quarterback that can make some elite throws at times, you'd be like, sign me up for them. That's what they are. Now, McCarthy, of course, in the playoffs, who knows? The Cowboys, I think, are a good football team. And, you know, it's funny because this is what happens is that everybody finds a, a little uh, statistic that they want to lean on to make a point to diminish an individual or a team or whatever. And so that's what's happened in these last couple of weeks. You know, in fact, Diggs is not an effective cover corner. He's gotten smoked a lot. But in the playoffs, a recurring theme like we talk about is um, is playmakers on defense. You're not going to you're not going to hold anybody to six points in 60 minutes. So generally speaking, in the playoffs, but you do need to create some turnovers. I think the Cowboys have as many playmakers on defense as maybe like the Chiefs do. I know the Chiefs are not a flawless defense themselves, but they have playmakers, and that's the difference. I could see them creating a couple of turn. Micah Parsons seems like a a difference maker in there that could uh, that could propel. You know, with Diggs making plays and Tank Lawrence and everybody else. I yeah. I, I do like that Cowboys team a lot. I would not be surprised if uh, they wind up playing um, the. Packers, I guess they wouldn't see them though, almost uh, by most paths until the title game. I, I'll tell you the weirdest thing about Wild Card Weekend is that the Niners Cowboys is on CBS. It feels like very like CBS. It is weird, yeah, yeah, because they they got Bucks Eagles on on Fox, which is the game you can only watch one NFC game this weekend. Which one is it? 
Oh, Niners Cowboys. It's a good one. Yeah, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch the the boring Cardinals and the Rams. No, I want to watch Niners Cowboys. Like, oh, great uniform matchup. My childhood back together. Um, that that and the, by the way, that stadium in Dallas is going to be half Niner fans. Like Niner fans sell that place out. It's going to be wild atmosphere. Um, and look, well, how about by the way, Stafford saying it was hard to make the calls in the second half oh, because yeah, the Niners crowd was. I don't know if I think they catch a break as far as that goes with the Cardinals. I don't think there's a big. I can't can't remember. Do you remember that spaghetti when the Cards beat the Rams two three months ago? And so if I was there, like a big Cardinals contingency, I don't think there was, right? That, that doesn't seem like not to my knowledge, yeah. fans travel and all that kind of stuff. All right, bite your tongue, Schwartz. Eddie Spaghetti and I got to figure this out. Then we'll get uh, Schwartz's pick here. As we say, college football championship is upon us to celebrate. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with 30 to 1 enhanced odds on either team to win. That means you can, you can bet $5 to win $150 on either team to win it all. All you do is you pick Georgia or Alabama or Alabama or Georgia, and you win. Pick which team you like to win during the college football game and why. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook and make sure you use the promo code MINUS3, the word MINUS, the number three, and make a deposit to claim your 30-to-1 enhanced odds. America's number one sportsbook now live in New York, Eddie Spaghetti. That's where you're from, and there's no better place to bet the college football championship than FanDuel. We love FanDuel for any number of reasons that we cover all the time. But to the matter at hand, Eddie Spaghetti, we already know who you're picking, but for any new listener, like we say here, lay it on us. Who you got? Oh, I'm taking Georgia, and I've given a That's ton of reasons why the last few podcasts. I'll give another new reason why, and I have said that Will Anderson's uh, Alabama's best player. Well, Jamari Salyer, the tackle in Georgia, has only given up one sack this year, and he's faced guys like Will Anderson and Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson and many more great pass rushers. Another good reason to trust uh, Georgia and why they'll win this game. I'm with you, Spaghetti, so go and do it. You don't have to join us, so you can fade us if that's your desire. Just make sure you don't miss your chance to win $150 off a $5 bet on the college football championship game, and make sure you do it. FanDuel.com slash minus three. The word minus, the number three. Got to squeeze in a quick break here. Let's do it. I think we've got most assured. Any uh, pro football stuff? Uh, spaghetti we got to get to before we get uh, college football wonk um, on this. Only other update uh, it seems like the Giants are trotting out players to uh, announce to, the, to everyone in the world that Joe Judge is coming back because that's what a real organization does so Dexter Lawrence, Dalen Jones have to speak to the media um, let's, let's just get to the college football I'm sick to my stomach <laughs> <laughs> audio uh letters of recommendation from players i mean what what a weird what a what a weirdo season um all right college football look at the monk eddie spaghetti's sick he's gonna he's gonna really have time to focus on his study since he's not gonna watch any giants football in 2022 um really what do people do who don't have sports what do they do that's that's the big lose. I don't, that's it, my my wife. I don't know what she does all day. The Colts. I feel sad for their fan base. No, but it could be my worse. wife has no idea about sports. I, I did. I I did cut. There were a couple of moments on Sunday night. Schwartz texted me and Sal like, "What happens if the this game ties and the Steelers miss the playoffs?" I was like, "I really don't care because it doesn't." 
<laughs> I don't get, but then is it, then is it, I'm, I'm watching it. I came close a couple of times in the fourth quarter in overtime to quitting sports. And once I quit, I don't come back. I don't unretire like Ali. If I retire, it's for, it's forever. Um, but I've decided I'm going to hang in for another week at least. All right, let's talk about college football here as the national championship draws ever closer, seconds away. Jeff Schwartz, try and make sense of it here. I'm on the dogs, minus two and a half, even though they got beaten pretty decisively by the same Crimson Tide juggernaut a month ago. How say you? What's going to happen? All right, so here is my thoughts on this game, and I feel very um, uh, about betting against Nick Saban, but let me explain why I'm taking Georgia here. Um, I like Georgia the first game for this reason. Alabama's offensive line this year is not what they had been previous years. And in the first game, I'm like, look, Georgia's defense line will control everything. And we look, we saw that Alabama scored 20 against LSU, 24 in overtime against Auburn. Like they've struggled this season compared to what they've been in the past, right? The second half of the Florida game, like seven points, right? Like they've had issues. And then Georgia's defensive line just played like shit in the first game. They dropped too many guys in the coverage. They didn't really pressure Bryce Young. And their D-line didn't play well. And Alabama's offense only played the best game they had all season, by far. Fast forward to, to Alabama-Cincinnati. That game, they rushed the ball well because Cincinnati had no one over 300 pounds. Like That was easy to do. But the pass protection had the same issues they've had all season. Not picking up twist, not picking up movement, not picking up pressure. So Georgia looks at it and says, look, we're not going to just sit back in coverage anymore. We're going to come after Bryce Young. It's what LSU did. It's what Auburn did. So the... It's, again, in, in a rematch, it's easier for the losing team to make adjustments. When that losing team happens to also have as many four- and five-star players as you do, it, it makes it even it kind of more of an advantage for Georgia to have to have that. Now, I do worry about Stenson Bennett. I do worry about how much they'll move the ball on offense. Um, but I think Georgia wins this game because their defense, the defensive line, play much better. Lastly, I'll point out, Alabama was able to pass protect and take advantage of Georgia's secondary, which is where you want to attack them if you can. Well, Mechie's not there anymore. We saw last weekend, or I guess when, 10, 12 days ago now, the pass offense is just kind of not the same without him in the lineup, just with Williams there. Everyone said, well, they weren't trying to throw the ball against Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't believe that. They were trying to throw the football. Like, come on, we watched, the, we watched the game. They tried to throw the football. No one was open. It's tougher when you don't have one of your two best wide receivers, a, a guy who'd be drafting top 15 this year. Um on, on the field. So I think Georgia gets it done. I like Alabama, actually. Their team total under is at 24 and a half. I don't think they score. I go. I would go under. I think this game is 24-17 hmm. Georgia. Wow. I, I think it's a clean sweep here. I think we all – Hench is taking Bama, which isn't crazy with Nick Saban over there. No, of course there, but not. I, but I think the reasons that you just laid out are exactly why me and Spaghetti are on board with what you're thinking there. My, my one concern is – on the human level, uh, is the Georgia sideline, if Bennett is struggling, do they start going like, ah, coach screwed this up. Should have just gone with Daniels this whole time. They still would have the chance to do to Bama what Bama did yeah, to them when, I, they, when they pulled Hurts and put two in there and pulled that big rally off. But I wonder if there's like – if that doubt creeps in at the yeah, player but, level. Like, but, why, why is this guy in the game? We should have had Daniels in there. But but JT is not hasn't played a long time. He's not Tua. Like he's not that. And I don't think they're gonna pull him because 
you know, Bennett played better in the second half of that game. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to pull Bennett unless it's just really, really bad. All right. Very good. Anything else, Schwartz? We've held you for too long as always. What do we need? Anything we- I was up till 2 a.m. I'm going to take a nice little nap. Then I'm going to do a gambling show, pick my kids up, and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. What? Well, that's living. See, that's not just surviving, everybody. This is a this is the uh, description, what he just gave you there, of somebody who's doing some living. Um, you're going to watch the national championship game. Yeah, I stayed up late. What a loser. I, I, I re-watched the Week 18 classic. You're a fan. It's okay to be a fan. Classic. You're a fan. I love it. I'm not apologizing for nothing. And I send me all your dumb social media posts about how they're going to lose. You've missed the point. I'm already in the winner's circle. I told you that this is where it was going. <laughs> I, that it, the disappointment for me, Schwartz, is I don't care. 31 other fan bases, they want to hit you up. That's what's fun about, uh, about John, about sports. The bummer is the cynics of fan. I like, Raiders fans. Enjoy the fact you made the playoffs. This is great news for you. Derek Carr did noble stuff for your franchise. Steelers fans, don't worry about uh, Dave. Now we we could have gone 15th in the draft. Now we're going to go 20th in the the draft. That's all right, everybody. This this will be something that will keep you warm all through the – through February and March and into spring. And by then the Steelers will draft a new quarterback and everything will be just fine. This is uh these are, these are the good days, everybody. This is good time. So you get another six days to, to yes. dream about what might be Arrowhead. I think it's uh, it's grand stuff. And Eddie spaghetti. I don't really have a baseball. I have spring cab pitchers and catchers. No. Oh no, you got your blue shirt. Yeah, you got blue. the blue shirt. Uh, the the blue pitcher, shirt. baseball's on strike right now, buddy. Yeah, you're, you're yeah that's right. Lockout. Yeah. Better news for spaghetti. He's got his. Uh, he's got his blue shirts to keep him warm right now. You went to see him this weekend, huh, spaghetti. And I'm going tonight too. I went to watch the the uh, college championship game in my car while I'm driving on, on my phone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're the boys well, are in the team. Yeah, when they leave Southern California, um, Sidney Crosby, Gino Malkin, and company will just be arriving, and I'll surely be at one of those games to see the Penguins play. Jeff Schwartz, you're the tops, pal. Uh, any traveling coming up um, for any of these games? Going to go out to Arrowhead or otherwise? No. Well, maybe you go see your friend Mitchell. It's cold. Yeah, I've been. I, I've went. I've been to an anti championship game and a Super Bowl. I've, my life has been fulfilled. All right. You know what we should do. You should get Mitchell on for one of these. Let's do it. All right. Dial him up. I'll, I'll hit him up. I'll see if he'll do it. Maybe then he'll give us his brisket recipe. Sounds All good. right. Make sure you check out Jeff Schwartz on Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Thank All you. things Fox Sports. He's just sitting in with uh, with our pal Sal more and more talking gambling oh, yeah. on, on uh, Fox Bet Live. He's everywhere. And, uh, and, and certainly where pro football is concerned, among the very best follows out there. Jeff Schwartz. And now he is a Shecky Award winner. Thank you. Lifetime Achievement Award. The great Jeff Schwartz, everybody. And, uh, you know, what i think we've said it all today eddie spaghetti we'll uh we got plenty of time to talk puck and nba and uh and college basketball there's plenty of meat on the bone once football season's over but we got to focus in on the national championship and then the nfl playoffs um we'll be here for you all the way here make sure you're listening to all the uh, the great shows on the extra point network muzzle tough to harry by the way he won the nfl pick'em pool 
He eked out victory. I thought uh, Damashek was going to reel him in ultimately, but I came up just short there. But muzzle tough to him on that. Um, and as always, make sure you're betting along with us at FanDuel.com slash minus three. And until later in the week when we're joined by Kevin Hench to break down his Patriots against the Buffalo Bills and beyond. Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>